0: Thanks for reading for us today. Uh, It was a reading that I chose to really uh, reflect on our theme today, uh, which is about being called to particular roles in life and particular vocations. And um, our series, which began last week with Sam's Itsy Bitsy Spider, is now continuing into the next nursery rhyme, And it's been on my mind, it's like a sort of an earworm, basically now, because I've been thinking about it a lot, and that is, um, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. And I'm sure if I asked you to put your hands up, you'd all say, or most of you would say that you know this song. How do we know it? It was just in the air, wasn't it, for our generation anyway, um, to sing it in uh, kindergarten and with our parents and so on. But... I thought to myself, okay, I know that song, Um, I know the actions of the spout and the the handle, Uh, but what am I going to say about that in terms of a sermon? And one very particular um, idea has kept coming back to me again and again, and that is the, the question of who are we? How are we defined in the world? And how does God play a role in our being defined as to who we are? So on this slide, you can see several questions. Who do you think you are? What do you think you are? And where is God in your definition of yourself and your roles? Just some small questions to be considering there. Now, I need to explain to people a little bit about how I move from I'm a little teapot into some of these bigger philosophical and spiritual questions. Um, And I'll do that in just a moment. But on the slide, you'll see uh, there are a number of different vocations that uh, people are involved in. Um, And I'm thinking of the congregation too, the scientists, the social workers, the teachers, um, the factory workers, the librarians, Uh, the small business people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Careers, vocations, jobs, occupations, making a living. We've got a lot of language, haven't we, for what those particular roles are in human life. They're pretty important to all of us. There's also the category of the unemployed, And of people who have not been privileged enough to get a job and really want one. So we mustn't forget when we're thinking along these lines today about those who don't have a career, don't have a job, would love one. Uh, They are very much a part of our thoughts and our prayers too. Because we're not defined by what we do, are we? Except that as human beings we tend to do that, don't we? We tend to define and um, uh, place in a hierarchy quite a few people because of those roles that they play. So who do you think you are? The little teapot was pretty sure that she or he, I don't know, how, how do you imagine the little teapot, was pretty sure about who they were and what they think they do. So next slide, thanks Alethea, thank you. Have a look at these words and then we're going to actually just in a minute or two play the song because I've got some questions to ask this little teapot. I'm not completely sure that the little teapot is always as, what should we say, humble and um, thankful, for what they are and, and what they do. So you have a look at the first verse, which most of you will know, and then I'm gonna show you the second, after we've had the song, I'll show you the second less known verse, where the little teapot really lets rip and really has a few things to say about who they are and how good they are. But this, these words, have a look at them and the date in which this um, song was written, 1939. Very interesting date, isn't it? It's the beginning of the Second World War, and it came out, this song, in America, written by a couple of Americans. Um, and I, I I think there'd be some historical research to do to think about a lot of the men and women in America and throughout the world are needing to select something they'd never even dreamed they'd have to select to become soldiers or medical staff or whatever in terms of their role in life. But the little teapot's there, and I've got a picture of him or her there. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout, tip me over and pour me out. Now, I've just got one question before we listen to the song here. I'm going to take the teapot very seriously. When he or she says, when I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Now, do you think the teapots get all steamed up and shout? Or do you think kettles do that? That's why I've got a picture of a kettle there as well. It's actually... Usually kettles, isn't it, that get steamed up and whistle or shout and then the water gets poured into their, into the teapot and the teapot is then equipped to go ahead and pour out. But maybe that's quibbling. Maybe um, we can accept these words. So let's listen to the song and listen very carefully to the next verse. I'll show you the words of that when we come to them. So thank you, Alethea. Can you play that song for us now?
1: show you what I can do I can change my handle and my spout just tip me over and pour me out
0: <laughs> thanks Alethea um that's a, a an interesting little um lively kitchen there isn't it with all those cups dancing around the place and the teapot and so on um, I'm interested in focusing on that second verse, as I said, and I, I, I don't mean to be nasty to the teapot, but um, the teapot is quite proud of themselves, aren't they, in the role they play. I'm a clever teapot. Yes, it's true. Here, let me show you what I can do. And I'm not quite sure what teapot is bragging about here um, when she says or he says, I can change my handle and my spouse. Because actually, the teapot doesn't do that, does he? He turns around, just goes in the other direction. (laughs) So, but he's quite proud of himself as a clever teapot. Now, I wonder when we're thinking about who we are. I am a teapot. I am a doctor. I am a hard worker. I am a mother. I am a um, a gardener, whatever it might be that we describe ourselves as in our role, where do we give the glory to? Who do we give the glory to? How do we come to be where we are and who we are and the roles we play? Is it just an accident or... Some teacher happened to mention that you might become a psychologist or some teacher said, you'll never make good, you'll never, you'll never be anything. Um, what are the factors that played in your choosing of your job or your career or your role in life? Um, it's worth reflecting on because we're going to think today a little bit about um, how God is involved in those questions of who we are and what we do. Um, Some of you will be in the position of looking back on those choices that you've made. I'm in that position now. I'm retired as of last October and it's a new role and it's a very interesting role, but very different to where I was say five years ago or 10 years ago. Um, And just in terms of my own career, and I'd use that word, I always, always believed that God had directed me and led me and strengthened me and encouraged me in the career that I had. It was very, very precious to me and um, I, I had to grow into it and I had to learn so much. But from a very young age, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, to be involved with literature, and teaching and language. Um, I wonder how many of you would, looking back on your choices, be able to celebrate and um, hold up before your fellows and before God um, the, the richness and the loveliness of the roles you took on. I would hope it's all of you, but I am aware that in the world, there are many people who don't have that luxury of um, choosing and becoming and having a, a vocation as it were um, there are many people who are unemployed as we said and that it's not it's not always easy to be uh, moving into a career and a job that you you love and is is more than just making a living. Um, In fact, I don't know what the statistics would be sociologically, but there would be um, most people in the world, you'd imagine, who do not really have a career they love, but have to go out and work in the fields or uh, in factories or in even more um, difficult situations, you know, um, to, to, to even survive. So we need always to keep those people in our minds and hearts as we're thinking about this, except that we don't want to lose the vision of God as the one who doesn't tell us what to do, but God as the one who directs us towards the fullest version of ourselves that we can be. I think that's probably the best way I would describe Um, God's coming into our lives when we're little and um, giving us certain skills, giving us um, abilities and those people who become our mentors and those who encourage us on the way if we're lucky enough to be in those situations. So I want to think about the, the biblical questions here, the biblical references to Roles and jobs that people have. Can we go to the next slide? Thanks, Alethea. This is the reading that Amy read for us today, um, and it's very well known to you all, isn't it? It's something that um, we all heard about as we we're growing up that here were these supposedly simple um, fishermen commercial fishermen making a living with their nets by the sea. And all of a sudden this man comes along and with full gravity and full um, knowledge, as Jesus had, he chooses them to move into a path they never even dreamed of for themselves, to become fishers of men, the souls of people. That's a fairly big jump, isn't it? It's a fairly big role to take on, I think this this passage, just a few verses here that I've extracted, um, is notable because it leaves out so much, doesn't it? If we just apply an everyday suspicion to this verse, these verses, what do they tell us? They leave out a lot, don't they? Did they know Jesus before he came along the shore? You'd presume they did or they knew of his work and his uh, reputation. Did they have an inkling of what they were going to do uh, in becoming fishers of the souls of people? Well, they probably have a bit of a glimpse, but maybe not the full picture, right? Um, And we do also get an extra dimension here, don't we? That the fishermen um, left their living, left their nets and their boats, and also their families, and they left their father and they went off following Jesus. That's a huge leap, isn't it, into the unknown. I wonder how many of you in your careers or jobs or um, in what you've been involved in to take on certain roles, um, what sacrifices, what pains, what disciplines, but also what joys, you experienced in taking those roles on. I believe that we don't talk enough about those things with each other. We don't uh, share with each other what a lot of those decisions and then life experiences have meant to us. And I think we could do more of that um, in sharing with each other the roles and the, the occupations, the vocations, the careers that God has enabled for us. So let's have a look at the next two verses, which will add a couple more dimensions to what we're talking about today. So the little teapot was pretty certain that they were very clever and that they could change directions and they could steam up and they could sing and that's okay. We'll forgive the little teapot. But we need to, I think, the um, point of this whole message today is we need to think about Um, just how God has figured in the plan of our lives and to respond to that, to acknowledge it and to respond to it fully. So let's read from Jeremiah 1.5, first of all, a verse that many of you will be very familiar with. God speaks to Jeremiah and says, I knew you before you were formed within your mother's womb. Before you were born, I sanctified you and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. That's a pretty heavy calling, isn't it? That's a, 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 a being appointed even before you're born, even before you're conceived to become the spokesman of God. Those verses are beautiful, aren't they? Um, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Each of us is known by God. Now, that's a very big claim that we as children of God make. Um, It's a very big claim. If you claim that in front of non-believers, they would find it very peculiar. Many wouldn't they? They would see it as... So you think you're better than everybody else. You are blessed by God, but the rest of us just get a job. It's a very big claim, and yet we want to make it, don't we? We want to say that with every fibre of our being, God has been there in our decision-making. But just how that happens is something really intimate and something really um, that we need to continue to converse with God and with each other about and to thank God for uh, what roles we've ended up playing and and what careers we've taken on. But there's a clue in the New Testament that I want to read to you, not a clue but actually a a further step. We can just rejoice that God knows us uh, even before we're born, and we do do that, so rejoicing in that intimate knowledge of God but in Corinthians, Paul says this, 2 Corinthians ten, thirteen. But we will not boast of authority we do not have. Our goal is to measure up to God's plan for us. So there's a duty and a responsibility and a role um, for us in giving the authority to God in what we decide to do, in giving um, over to God, the glory, if you like. It's an old-fashioned word, isn't it, glory, but it's actually what um, we're talking about here. Paul says don't boast in yourself, don't boast in your own authority, Uh, don't boast that you've got the best job or the highest-paying job or that you're um, more important than the next person. How much of that activity do we see in the world? And how much should all of us as Christians be refusing that kind of boastful um, activity, that kind of boastful response? And, And the second question there is really, how do we then give to God the glory, give to him the authority in all of this? Now, I'll explain a little bit why I'm terribly excited about this notion of not boasting in your own authority. I think this is a deeply central Christian value. It's not that we don't take on the big jobs and the the hard jobs and the well-paid jobs sometimes. Uh, We do, don't we? Christians of all kinds have taken on all sorts of roles but it's the way we do it and where we give the honour and the authority to that's really important. Just to give an example, when I was a professor at several universities, I was part of a system that was very hierarchical, um, very boastful, very much what have you written? What have you done? What are your qualifications? Where have you got to? What university are you at, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Built for boasting. <laughs> That's what uh, academia is like. I don't know about the professions and the jobs and the context that you all come from. Uh, I'm sure there's similar kinds of taking upon yourself the glory, the um, authority uh, for what you do. It was very much that way in universities. And if you were a person who wanted to say, but not me, it's God who speaks here, or not me, but I give the glory to God in anything that's happened to me, you would have been seen as extremely peculiar. Um, And that happened many times in an academic career for me. Uh, Because that's not the way that people see success, is it? The way people see the roles that we play. Um, It's you yourself who've done it. And isn't that fantastic? Now, um, if I said to you, I don't know how many of you would agree with this, I think quite a few of you would, um, that we don't boast. It's not in our own authority. It's not even in our own strength but in God's plan for us and God's leading of us, that we ground our humility. Um, I personally see that as an incredibly important um, basic Christian value uh, that we we all share. But it's something that's quite difficult to um, explain outside of our Christian faith, isn't it? Um, I don't know whether you've experienced that difficulty, but it's uh, something I, I certainly have. Can we have the next slide? Thanks, Alethea? So I come back to these questions, and we're going to have some time at the end of this message to consider some actions we might be able to be involved in. So when you think about who you are, I don't mean it to be I'm a scientist, I'm a successful businessman, or whatever. That might be part of the picture, mightn't it? But who do you think you are in God's eyes? Who have you been and who are you in the roles you play? because God is concerned with them. God has that as part of the plan in your meeting with other people. I think we all would say yes to that. But what do you think you are? It's not the job description that makes you what you are, is it? That's part of of it again, but it's also what opportunities, what conversations, what influences, if you like, that you might have um, that make you who you are ongoing. It might be as a wife, as a mother, as a doctor, as a scientist, as a street sweeper, as a teacher. What is it that you are doing that you want to turn to God and say what? What do we say in acknowledging this And asking God to be very much central in those decisions. So that's the last question here that I'd like you to think about. Where is God in your definition of yourself and your roles? It's something I'm going to give you a little bit of time in a few moments to contemplate and think about what you might do further to acknowledge God's role there in your life and in the choices you've made. If we think of Jesus and his time on earth, just think of how central God was in everything that Jesus did, in every miracle he performed, in every act of compassion and of reaching out to those who were suffering. God was right there, central to all of those actions. And we often forget that, don't we? Or at least I do, and I need to be reminded and remind, um, reminded by God that it's not my own strength, it's not my own struggle, it's not my own achievements, but is actually um, God in the midst of all that we do that defines us. That is a huge privilege, isn't it? That's a huge privilege. Um, claim, too, uh, that we're making. But it is congruent with everything that Jesus taught us, that we are his and he is ours, and we can rejoice and acknowledge that in all sorts of ways. Sometimes hard to acknowledge that, maybe not to ourselves, but to others who don't believe. How do we do that? That might be part of what you think about today, when you think about what extra step could I take in acknowledging God, acknowledging to God and to those people we meet the centrality of God in our definitions of ourselves. Now, I don't mean to have been cruel to the little teapot, but maybe uh, there is room for saying I'm so terribly clever and I can do all of these things, and we do do that. We rejoice in what God has given us, the skills we've got, um, and the the ways in which we can be a certain way. But um, first of all, we need to say to God is given the authority, to God is given um, the, the glory, if you like, for the way in which he breathes life and direction into each of us. Just before we uh, take some time to think about and maybe think of an, an action that we might want to do in the near future, let's pray and thank God for his authority. Our God, some of us are looking back on our lives and want to just raise a song of thanks and hallelujah for all the ways in which you have been central. You have been directing us and reminding us and giving us the joy of our choices. Lord, we thank you for the lives we have had, some of the mistakes we would have made, but also the directions you have given us. We thank you for that. And for those amongst us, Lord, who are still seeking, who are unsure, who are feeling perhaps that they are the bottom of the pile, not the ones who are admired or congratulated or paid well. Lord, help us to build the dignity and the compassion for those who are still seeking their role in life or their roles. Help us to hold them up as people who you love and seek to um, direct and seek to give a a full sense of what life is about through the roles they choose. Lord, we thank you for Jesus who was always centred on you, who always knew that you were there with him in every action, in every attitude, in every deed. Help us, Lord, as we consider for a few moments what it is that we need to do in response to you and response to others about who we are, what we are, and how you have been the one who directs us. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So how is it that we're going to um, think about what we might do in response to these issues in our lives? Do you need to hand over to God the question of who you are? Well, I think many of us have done that in big ways and little ways throughout our lives, except that this needs to be done every day, doesn't it, and all the time, to hand over uh, to God the question of who you are. And you might consider the following. How might you more fully embrace with humility the authority of God in shaping your life? That's a very big question too. And I wonder whether you want to just spend the next few moments until we come back together for our final uh, dismissal with one or both of those questions. Thank you.